Welcome to Cursed. Uh, I am Bones, or Josh, and I'm joined today by a special guest who you've probably heard on the live stream. I think that's when you were on. It was. I was on the live stream for a little while. I did the Piccolo story. Yes. So this is my brother Clayton. Hello. And today, this is Familiars Part 2, and what we're going to be talking about, if you've not listened to Familiars Part 1, you should go do that. Um... Absolutely great episode. It was a few months ago. I think it was in the spring this year. And I kind of described like what a familiar was, what to expect. I mentioned Ava a little bit. Um, I did not go back and listen to it. So if I told the origin story, I'm going to tell it again on today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then you're here because you have a very similar relationship in working. It's a little bit more recent than mine, even though it's been around for a while. uh, With your familiar... And we want to get into kind of like how we discovered them, how we kind of discovered each each other had one, which was weird because we didn't like, um, what was it? We didn't like, we didn't talk about it beforehand. This was just something we kind of came to when you started talking about the path and wondering about it, um, which you could share on here too a little bit because I think it's kind of tied into that. But Oh, I'll absolutely talk a little bit more about um, like... My, my first step into witchcraft and learning about it and the changes it made on my life and the, the changes and realizations and new perspectives that my familiar was able to offer me after I had more formally met her. Um, Which was kind of weird because um, before we really get into like the, the thick of it, it's kind of opposite where I had these interactions with mine before I knew she was a familiar and then you had kind of lead to the lead, being led to the path or finding the path yourself you were kind of like now there's this thing here mm. right um so i will absolutely talk about um what i believe uh it was was her interactions with me before i really knew she was there at all um it's it's something i'll get into absolutely but uh um i i think that showing off and and talking about the origins and starting from the beginning uh is is going to be a lot easier for people who don't really know what familiars are like to understand because um when talking to a few of my friends about it uh they just they 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 want to know more about the idea and what it's like just the day-to-day what is it like having a familiar why are they there why do they exist um so I guess whenever you're ready, we can, we can jump into it. Well, so this is as a, I guess as a, like a, a statement before we start, like mm-hmm. this is not going to be, I think there, we'll get into like the theory of like, if this is something to do with the fact that we're related or does it have something to do with the deities that we connect to having similarities? Oh, so many synchronicities to do with that. Um, <laughs> right. And so. My thing is, this is not the end-all, be-all of what a familiar looks like, sounds like, acts like. You know, um, we're pretty adamant in the fact that a familiar is not a pet that you just go buy from a pet store. I Mm. mean, we all have those people that we know that um, had a pet kind of like appear in a time they needed them. They're very interested in witchcraft. They kind of help. Maybe they're good, like, helpers. But those are more on the lines of a um, 
a uh, imp type spirit. Like they're mm -hmm. helpful. Um, and that's not to say that your familiar spirit can't inhabit an animal or can't, you know, come in and out of that animal's kind of like consciousness or using, you know, their control. I would imagine an animal has to give them permission just like kind of we do. But um, this isn't the, oh, I have a pet cat, so that cat is my familiar. That's not what a witch's familiar traditionally is, and that's not how we look at it. Um, I guess you could certainly call your animal a familiar, but that's not, we're not here to talk about pets. We're here to talk about non-corporeal spirit entities. Some have been human in a past life. Some might be people's ancestors. Um, as you'll find, like, mine's a daemon, a very earthly spirit. I think it's, she's tied to Hecate a lot with kind of that, like, chthonic uh, spirit form, whereas yours is a different vibration. Yours is similar. It's, she wasn't a, a, a human spirit. This isn't an ancestor mm -hmm. that we know of. This is a very different she has and always will be a spirit of nature or more commonly referred to as a nymph, uh, very closely tied in with the Fae. Her name is Clara. Um, and, oh man, I, I just can't wait to get into get, get into all the meat of this. Right. <laughs> so um, to start, um, let's say kind of like a little quick few minute recap of like what kind of led you to the path in a summary. Um because I remember I always thought you had a, like, you were leaning that way, but I never wanted to to um, feel like I was, like, pushing or encouraging something other than just you finding something naturally. Oh, yeah. it's I feel like it's never a good idea to push somebody into something, like, uh, especially when it comes to something as spiritual as witchcraft. Um, the, the steps you take are always steps for yourself, and it's it's best to have that always be of your own volition like you want to take that first step nobody else can do it for you and if you're trying to let somebody else do it for you it's i, I don't think it's going to be as genuine because right i don't even think i told you i mean this was back when this was maybe like i don't know how many years ago i mean it was always there like you would come over to the house and there were maybe books or there was stuff, mm. but like we never, I was never like, oh, I'm a witch. Right. Um, I'm this and that. I think you understood that we were um, like pagan at the time, but maybe you didn't know <laughs> like to the extent of that. And I never was like, this is what I am because we come from a very religious family, but a, a family that's open to the paranormal, that's open to ideas of spirits. And I mean, there's people in our family that are, like, not really for witchcraft. They're not against it. They probably would rather us not be doing it, to be honest. But mm. when you tell them about the familiars and work with these spirits, their mood kind of changed. They're a little bit like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I have this thing that, you know what I mean? Mm. So I don't know how much of it is. I've never ascribed to, to that whole idea of... Oh, you have to be a hereditary witch and bloodlines and all this shit. Absolutely not. But I think there's, and maybe the listeners can like give us some insight, but it's either got something to do with the fact that we're related and we have maybe more of a, a sensitive, and I'm not saying that there's people that don't have familiars like ours, but I think it's the fact that we can kind of be co-possessed by them and they can kind of channel, we can channel them. 
Um, not everybody can channel stuff. And I certainly was not intending to do it in the beginning. So maybe the, maybe it's a little bit of both, but or maybe it has something to do with Hermes and Hecate being um, followers of those and working closely with them. They send emissaries and kind of helpers. So uh, these are all things that we're going to try to get into and talk about. Um, and so I knew when I did Familiars, I wanted to have you on and talk about your angle because it is similar. But again, that's not to say that this is what your familiar is going to act like. You might not ever channel your familiar. You might not ever hear them whisper in your ear. That doesn't mean that they're not there. Mm. So, okay. But back to your witchcraft thing. Um, I'm kind of like, what got you started? I just wanted to give a background on like, we are from a religious family. We aren't from. <laughs> so I was absolutely raised Christian. Um, and it was like, as soon as I was I was born, it was like it felt like it was already decided for me by some members of my family. Oh, a hundred percent, it's the South. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and um, it wasn't it wasn't until I was about thirteen, fourteen that I was really starting to look at things a little bit more critically. Um, I I always felt like it it wasn't right. Something something never sat right with me um, with Christianity. And after digging deeper a little bit more, I. I it just it didn't it didn't speak to me and it felt wrong and you know not to not to hate on christianity or anything you know there are plenty of amazing christians out there um but it's just it it wasn't it was absolutely wasn't for me and um it, it wasn't something i could settle with and and live with so i i eventually just I, I kind of take a took a personal journey for myself and and just kind of abandoned it. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to believe, uh, but I started focusing on myself more, and that was the only place I knew where I could start um, because there were still so many questions I had about the universe. This this striving curiosity that I I grew up with, and just this um, I guess uh, this hunger for the unknown. And which is weird and not to, to interrupt you, but what's weird is so that, you know, you're 14 years younger than me mm. when I was experiencing, this is a very parallel story. This sounds exactly like how, what I went through at your age, the like late teens, early twenties. And for me, you were so young at that point. Like you had no idea what I was going through. You didn't know my path. You didn't know mm. all this. And then when you, like just said that I was like, I mean, this just mirrors and parallels so much of like, well, this is wrong for me. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong, but I can't set. I'm, I'm not okay with this anymore, right. and I haven't been. Absolutely, um, that's 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 awesome. Uh, I mean, it just it just goes to show you more more synchronicities and things that line up between you and I and our our, our ways of thinking. But um, so. It was around, the t I think I was 16 or 17 when I sent you that text. Uh, I, I was just about to go into work, um, and I had just, uh, I was thinking about it a lot, like, that that weekend, I remember. Like, man, you know, I, I don't know enough about what Josh is into. And, I mean, I, I of course, I had visited your house on multiple occasions. I had seen the stuff, the, the books that you had, things that you were interested in. And, you know, it, it always intrigued me, but I never, I never knew more. And 
the aforementioned strive to learn about the unknown, um, I, I, I felt like I was always going to send that text someday, and it just happened to be this one day before I went into work. Which is uh, funny, because I was always like, <laughs> one day I'm going to get this text or a message from Clayton that's like, you're going to tell me that you're interested in witchcraft or paganism or something. I just mm. could see not just so much myself in you, but I could always see you questioning. You were never like down for the same thing. You were, if a family could have more than one black sheep, I feel like that's kind of, you know, the path we took. And like you said, at some point you kind of, it, you know, the things that maybe you didn't decide for yourself and you felt were kind of pushed on you become uncomfortable and you take your own journey. Mm. Like that's all anybody can ask for. And that, it's a shame. I think there's a lot of people that don't do that. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like people um, have a tendency to, to, to settle for things um, even when they don't completely understand them. And uh, while that's, there's nothing wrong with that, uh, I don't understand. I'm it. just on the other side of the coin. Right. I'm too um, inquisitive and in that quest for the unknown and knowledge and self like introspection. Like I just can't understand the people who like can just be who have never looked internally and had like this internal dialogue of like, who am I? Why do I believe what I believe? And they just mm-hmm. go with it. And a lot of it is, you know, brainwashing. A lot of it is that idea of, well, I, I could never question this. Um, I had to, that was a big hurdle to overcome the fear of hell and the fear of all of this, even though you didn't believe in it, it's ingrained into you as this fight or flight response of like, what if I am wrong? Mm. But you're like, fuck it. I don't, at some point you get, you're like, if it's real and I'm going there, I guess I'm fucking going there because at this point I'm not okay with this and I need, I'm on a search and a quest. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it, the idea and the, the whole factual hell that has been presented to you as a concept from the day you were born it's it was as ingrained in fact as like bananas are yellow so it was almost like fighting against this you know this thing that was just welded into your brain and um it it takes a lot to overcome it might be a little bit different very little slightly bit different but again, we're from an area where you're assumed to be a God-fearing Christian Republican <laughs> without anybody ever knowing anything about you. It's just assumed like, wait, you don't believe in God? Like they can't – a lot of people can't fathom the idea that they're, that anybody else would stray from that. And it may sound ridiculous, but I promise you that is true. I've had so many people just, what church do you go to? Mm. Whether they're fishing for stuff or they just assume, and then when you say, I don't, they're like, oh. And then when you kind of say, well, like, I'm not a Christian, like, the look on their faces is like, the fuck? Like, yeah. what else are you, a devil worshiper? <laughs> like, there's no other, for these people, there's no other option. It's, just, you know, and like. That's Southern baptism. Anything that is not of that thought process is of the devil is of wrong is, is right. wrong. And I do think, and I mean, this isn't where this episode's going, but I think that's why Trump has such a popularity here is because these people are easily manipulated. And if you're a Trump supporter and you're listening to this and you're pissed, you're a fucking sheep. Like you just mm. are. And you, you're in the cult. You've bought into the cult. It's never done anything for you except take and use you and take advantage of you. It's the same thing with the brand of Christianity here. And again, that's not blanketing Christianity as a whole, but 
in our experience and what we live in here, that is the thing. I mean, the minute they find out you're not, you're discriminated against, you're judged. I mean, you know, if they couldn't tell I was queer in the beginning and they find out, then they freak the fuck out. It's just mm. like, well, there's something off. But I do think there's, a you know, a shift as it, 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 different stuff like that becomes more open. I think people aren't necessarily to that. But, you know, growing up, that's just like, I mean, there's still parts of your family, my family that don't know this or s suspect it. And we don't really talk to them. It's because like they bought into all this and there's no point really in talking to them. Right. Um, um, it's, it's, it's like a question of, would you, would you want to take the effort out of your day and in, in your, in yourself to try to tell somebody that, you know, it's in your family that, you know, disagrees with it just so that they know, because there's, there's not really any convincing them. No, and you I don't can't. really, I don't really want to convince them either. There's pe th these are people that there's no point in arguing with. Like when you hear the things about Trump supporters, it's the same thing. Like they're not, you're not going to sway them. You're not going to change their thing. You have, sometimes you have this worry and fear of isolation. And that's what I had. But that was one thing I never worried about you. I was like, you know, I know that he's open-minded. And even if he does stay on his path, I don't think that he would ever be so close-minded as to not, um, you know, entertain other ideas or mm -hmm. other beliefs or no beliefs, uh, or as far as like, you know, saying like atheistic ideas. But, um, so you sent me that text. Oh yes. I sent you the text. Um, and it, I, it would, it said something along the lines of, um, Hey Josh, I, I've always been really curious about uh, what you think about the world or, or, or like, or you're, cause I believe you had told me before that you, you were kind of vague about it. You were like, well, we're pagan. Um, and I, I had just, I had asked like, um, can you tell me a little more about that? Uh, I just want to know more. Uh, I'm not really sure about what I think about the universe at the moment. And, uh, I really want to take this, I, I want to learn more about it for myself to, to better myself. And, you know, maybe it wasn't all about like, I wasn't all in at first. Like I was, I just wanted to know about it at first, mm -hmm. but part of me was like, already like yeah you're this this is probably something you're gonna be learning about for the rest of your life um but uh then i went into work and you know you you answered me and you uh we i think we eventually just like we we planned some time to get together so we can just talk about it in person and um after giving me like just like i guess basic rundowns of like what exactly you believe and what exactly witchcraft is all about and the personal journey of it. Uh, I, I just tried to take all of that in and it, be, it became like my main focus. I was like, okay, I, I need, I need to learn more about this because I, I had already been pretty, uh, I guess, so, eh, somewhat steeped in knowledge about um, different pantheons and uh, the ancient religions of the world and uh, there were already gods that had like interested me and that I wanted to know more about um, before I had anything to do with witchcraft and um, I, I before before I met Clara I had already like saw seen all these lines lead up to Hermes Mm -hmm. um like number one 
my, my usernames online have always been Mr. Dime. I've always had a very close connection with Dimes, and um, I di didn't really know why. Dimes had always just, like, appeared to me at strange times. Like, if I were to find change or just, like, anything laying... If I were to find change on the floor, it would be, like, a dime. If I were to find... Pull, pull, go into my pocket and then pull out change or, you know, go in... It's just... Dimes would constantly appear, and I think Tamara has something very similar to that. Um, right, with, like, yeah. Or especially at the time, like, with all the the mercury dimes and stuff that she was telling you about. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that was all, like, after. Um, and then after you told me that, I started seeing dimes, too. It was almost like this, like... <laughs> and I didn't know mercury dimes were a thing. Like, I, I had no idea. <laughs> well, we had a, a... Yeah, after we shared, like, stuff, I mean, I wasn't... I think I was like, you, you're more than welcome to borrow any book I have. I'll send you resources I know about. Mm. And it kind of just was like, find your, you know, find what interests you and find your way. Right. And at some point later, you were like, like, I feel like something's calling on me, but I don't really know where to start. Oh, man. And that... I was like, well, sh tell me some of like the things you think are related. And Dimes was one mm -hmm. of them. Uh, Dimes, the Egyptian god Thoth or Tote or which uh, Toth, uh -huh. whichever way you'd like to say it. Um there is a word that I can't remember right now, but it's it's basically like the idea that like two different gods perceived by two different pantheons and religions, different places in the world, they see they perceive a god in a different way. Like just just to use this as an example, um, Hermes and Thoth are the gods of the same exact things, and Mercury as well, Mercury being the, the Roman adaption. Um, and they all, they, there's a word for it, but all these gods are like the same thing. They're, they're perceived, uh, this concept, they're, they're like perceived by these different, um, these different religions, but they're, they're the same god, even if they look differently. Like Thoth it appears as like, a, uh, a there's a certain bird but it's like a bird-headed man um and of course yeah it's a it's a crane i forget it's, the it's name something of the crane. like a crane it's i it's a sort of crane but long a, beak it, yeah it's a it, it's a bird it's a popular I, waterfowl I, there ibis something like yeah that? yeah i don't yeah know. i think so maybe um um but i didn't know about that at the time that these gods could be the same or like the same concept, but perceived by different pantheons. And I had felt the draw to specifically Thoth and Hermes. And then I, you know, dug into it a little bit more and I found out they're basically the same thing. And um, not only that, but Hermes and Hecate, we found out together have all kinds of different relationships with each other. Well, yeah, I'm not like, I'm not going to say that I'm some Greek pantheon expert because I thought it was interesting. I had no learned about some of it in school, never heard about Hecate when I found her. Mm. Well, when I listened to the signs and they led me to that, um, I didn't, I mean, I knew about Hermes, but I didn't know the in and outs and the connections. I knew there were some, but it wasn't until we kind of talked about it and started comparing. And I don't remember which came first. I don't know this is like a chicken and egg thing. But when did we start talking about familiars? 
Um, um, it it was it was after it was after we were talking about thought, the yeah. Hermes and and uh, and at some point I don't remember because was it was it something where I was telling you about Ava and um, or was it something that you felt like was contacting you and somehow we started talking about because there were things about Ava that I experienced that I hadn't really ever told many people I didn't think about. And then you're describing these interactions with um, Clara. Is that, am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm so used to reading it on like text and stuff. It's like Clara. <laughs> yeah. But, Clara, um, Clara, it's it's both fine. Um, it's Ava, not Ava. Uh, I don't know. Ava. But, um, Ava. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I was like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe you just said that because that's exactly the same shit like interactions. So... Mm. So it was not long, like, it wasn't like, there was, there wasn't a, like, deciding point yet where, like, I was like, oh, yeah, Hermes, he's my god, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, follow him and try to do work through him, like, there, this, that hadn't, that hadn't happened. Right. It was just, I was still, I was still in the midst of learning it all, and one night, um, I was practicing a meditation technique that uh, you had you had like you had taught me about, uh, where you imagine and like a ball of energy in your mind, like in, literally inside of your skull. I think it was me trying to like about how like some one on one witchcraft, like how to manifest, right, right. visualize, and build energy. Mm. And um, it it was the imagining that ball of energy inside of your skull and then imagining the other one right at your core right in your stomach and then like feeling those two connect through your spine then your sp like imagining and and manifesting your spine extending through out like down out of your body into the earth then wrapping around the earth's core yeah like grounding slash oh, yeah. meditation yeah and it's 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 kind of difficult to do at first without falling asleep and it's it's still difficult to do without falling right. asleep but it is it is it is a very um it's a very nice way to step into that kind of trance state where your mind is open to suggestion and you're almost scrying with yourself and you're observing your thoughts and seeing how they affect you and that's such a good way i've never thought about that before scrying like yourself <laughs> yeah um it's it's wonderful and uh i, I actually saw uh, i also saw that same night another technique because i was like just surfing the web about you know meditation techniques and um there was this this guru that mentioned how uh you should not observe your thoughts as if they are you you should see your thoughts as something, as, as what they are. They're thoughts. They're just things in your mind. If I think about, you know, what if I killed someone? It's not like that's something I want to do. It's just a thought. And it's the same thing like, oh, I'm. Uh, if you think about something sad, you don't have to have that sad thing affect you. It's just a thought. So if you take a step back and look at a third person, person and see those thoughts and analyze them, you can learn a lot about yourself. And I find that it's a lot easier to do practices like that while in that trance state. Yeah, like just because you think about murdering doesn't make <laughs> you a murderer 
per se. You could you could analyze <laughs> that thought and think, hmm. So did I think about this because I want to kill that bitch coworker, or <laughs> or do I need therapy? Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, it was th the first time I did this. It was the very first time that I was I was I went into this meditative state that I heard this this other voice. It was much more clear than than like it ever had been and I, I would like to get into that a little bit how mm -hmm. I have always I, in my mind I, I've, I've always thought it was like a normal way of thinking but whenever I have thoughts or if I think about doing something uh, or if I question myself uh, in any sort of scenario there has almost always been this like kind of crazy immediate response in my mind um, whether I, I feel like I hear it with my ears or whether it just is appears in my mind like like it's not like I read a sentence it's like the, the thought immediately was put there by something else it's like almost, like it was a conversation it's almost too quick because I have this and that was what I noticed in the beginning mm. um, it's almost this like it's too quick to be a thought and if you think about it, you're like, did I make that up? Did... Sometimes yeah. it doesn't even sound like your voice, but it's like something is responding or having an, it's it's a, like an internal monologue, except you're not having it with yourself. Mm. And then you start talking, and I know we sound crazy, but then you start <laughs> communicating with this thing and you think, well, is this just another facet of me? What is, is this just that? And it, it turns out sometimes, apparently in our cases, to be something else. Right. It's like if your stream of consciousness had somebody else talking to it and if your stream of consciousness like hit a question something it's like something else came in and answered that immediately it's it, it was i just thought it was normal but that voice manifested itself into something that felt much more real than it ever had that night that i put myself in that meditative trance and um I didn't really speak up about it much. Uh, I thought that maybe it was just me, you know. I just—it's exactly yeah. Of how course, I, felt. I, I was trying to be skeptical about it a little bit, and it wasn't until after that that we started talking about Ava and um, familiars and discovering your familiars, and um, you were just—you were just basically telling me about Ava and like the effect that she can have on other people, and like how she can manifest within you and i was like man that's ooh ah man there's something here because i was uh, the whole time i was just thinking back to that the way i've thought my whole life and and that manifest that 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 time i meditated and um we talked a little bit about discovering the familiar and uh how how you would go about that um and because originally when you told me i thought because it was so weird and it was stuff that I had not really seen or heard about before. Mm. I was like, it's not that I didn't believe you or question you, but at the same time, I was like, it was, I was like, did I maybe imprint? <laughs> like, <laughs> did I like maybe sway you into, like, I'm not saying that something wasn't trying to communicate, but maybe I kind of influenced you too much and you thought there's this thing here that and that's why I didn't really like go into detail about what to expect I didn't want you to have a preconceived idea right I was like you can reach out to things I said 
be prepared. It could be everything from an ancestor to a spirit guide idea to mm. something around you. And I didn't want to give too much away of like what I experienced with Ava because I didn't want to lead you and your experiences into something that either one of us could go back and look at and say, oh shit, did I just feel that because I was expecting it? Right. And that's why just kind of doing like normal stuff is like I don't think, you know, I, I think it's a detriment to both parties if I were to tell you like this is how it happens and make it come off like that's the only way it happens because that robs you of your own personal experience and you want to go in unbiased and not, right. you know, have a preconceived idea of this is what it's going to ha- what's going to be. And as it happens, you kind of think, well, this is weird. And then, yeah. Exactly. It's it's very well put. Um, and trust me, you were you were you were definitely vague. Um, and that's that's like that's the biggest challenge about it is because whenever I want to explain some of this stuff to some people, it's not like I, I never want to be so matter of fact about anything because it's so it's so personal and it's so individual based. And even Ava at the time was like, "Yeah, I'm not going to tell this motherfucker how this." <laughs> <laughs> like if 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 you are I, I truly feel like if you are going to meet something, you will. And it doesn't... Sure, there there can be people that can, can help you and can build, like, build up your knowledge about things so you're more readily prepared. Uh, but I feel like if, if you have... If you have some kind of like guardian angel spiritual type um entity attached to you it will make itself known at some point in your life whether you choose to acknowledge it or not and um i i I did feel like it was destined to happen and i i had thought like i had had that thought like does this only exist because you had told me about it so then i came up with this myself but after you know going back and just i i guess cross-referencing my my past it's it just all feels like it makes sense and it feels like it's it's right so um i suppose i should talk about the night yeah you so you heard you said you kind of felt that and Mm -hmm. then we talked about that so then your connection right that was the next step right was you were like i was like well maybe there is something there i don't know um you know, don't get discouraged if there's not mm. kind of thing. And then you, yeah. Oh, and definitely be skeptical as well. You were telling me a lot about that. Um, but I, th- I think that more came after, after I met her and told you about it. Cause you, you were like, uh, you were like, now, now be, you know, make sure that this is, this is who she says she is. Right. And um, I mean, like, I think, yeah, Ava was even like, I'm going to like, Cause you told me you were going to do that meditation that night. And Ava's mm. like, well, I'm going to go in the background and kind of like, just keep an eye on shit. Cause you're brand new. You seem to have this like ability to channel things. We found out later with doing like a seance, like you channeled something, mm. um, on a Sawin, but, uh, that'll be for something else. But yeah, <laughs> we were thinking, well, you want to be open enough to receive stuff, but you're also newer at this and you're putting your feelers out into the great unknown and Ava's a little protective and always has been of you. So it's like, well, I'm going to make sure that nothing fucking comes through that doesn't need to, or I'm going to like take things with grains of salt and don't let your mind be so open that it spills. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so yes, that night I, I went into the trance again and, um, it was, it was about, I mean, I lost track of time. I, I was going to try to give a time frame, but I, I don't know how long I was in this for, but, um, I remember I literally felt something on my skin and it felt like a, a, like a warm hand and it went up my side and then there was another hand that went up my other side and stopped at my shoulder. And I remember it was like, I, I was, I was alone in my room, lights completely off, some candles were on and it was like I was transported to another world. It was like I, the scenery around me had changed to like a whole different, like non, it, nothing was physical and everything was like up to up, up to you it was like i it felt like i could change the environment around me just by thinking about it and i saw her in front of me and um i asked her name and uh she she re she replied clairval uh and that that was it immediate it was an immediate response like ringing in my head in my both of my ears clairval like, and I had even seen, I, I felt like I could see the word itself as well. And I had never, I had never heard that name. I never knew it existed, it, but it was like C-L-A-I-R-V-A-L, Clairval. And it, she had white hair, red eyes, and it was like she was floating in front of me. And it, it was something like... <laughs> It was completely out of body. It was like living in a dream. And after speaking with her just very briefly before I was, I was, I felt like I was yanked out. Um, <laughs> I was, I just had to like sit there for a while and just kind of think what the hell was that? Because I had never experienced anything even close to something like that. And it was... <laughs> it's it's hard to even go back to that moment, the very first moment I had that um, I had that interaction. But it was ju it just felt like magic, and I, I I hope that people will I hope that everybody gets to experience something like that at some point in their life. Well, what's what's but, weird is like, of course, that's not really how mine went. But um, <laughs> what's weird is that like. You know, I'm like, don't get discouraged, but you you were able to get this, to this mindset, to this like meditative state, this altered state hmm. so easily. And I'm not saying that you weren't like maybe subconsciously building, practicing throughout your life. I felt like I had too, but I was like impressed. I was like, oh, that's like, that's great. And, you know, part of me was like, well, I just want to make sure like he's doing this, but not as a gatekeeper, like doing this right. But I want to make sure that he's not, you know, because there's the... And maybe that's part of my self-reflection. Like there's parts where I don't want to get carried away with stuff and I'm skeptical of right. because I don't want to influence myself to create an experience. So I was like, okay, well, well you know, what'd you do? Because I wanted to make sure you didn't like, you know, and again, that, that sounds really shitty. Like I'm not trying to say I was questioning you, but I wanted to, it's like figure out without leading you at all, figure out right. what experience you had just to see like. Well, was it was your your subconscious playing tricks on you? 
Did you mm-hmm. have this like alter, you know, and, I, but it was just this curiosity with, with experience, experiences like that and, and thoughts about the unknown and these, this, these crazy concepts, like, it, of course you're, you're going to like take a step back and be like, what even of this was real? What did I make of this? And it's, um, it's hard, it's hard to shoot those thoughts down until you go back and look at all the the connecting lines and mm-hmm. the things that just make sense. Yeah, when you I know people say hindsight's 2020, 20, but when you actually look and you can see this thread that's been like woven throughout your life and these little mm-hmm. things that pop back and you can say and I think that's where some of the craziest like parallels to how Amy and I responded when you told me your interactions I was like shit now I know I'm not leading him because there's no way he would have fucking known this nobody knows this except me and Ava <laughs> oh um I, I remember that conversation where I was like it, it was after I had connected with her uh, a few more times and um I, I was I, I I described to you like my way of going about speaking with her and having her appear to me it was like um you know i would like create this room in my mind after going into that trance and uh like it would it would made it easier for me to insert myself into a plane where i could exist with her and see her through my own eyes um and you were like (laughs) i had never told you anything about that but that's actually like a really common practice or something like that right and i was like this like creating a room is just naturally coming and i mean i was like happy for you a little bit jealous because i was like fuck mine Mm. did not go this way um but no i think there was there was something to be said about like the similarities with r and i was like well that would make sense because hermes shares that too with that emissary idea of sending but then i look back and i'm like okay there's definitely evidence for me in my personal practice and meditations and things like that Mm. that shows that ava and it's a knowing has been there way before this life and before Hecate and before all this. So I don't know how long Hecate or what's connect, what I perceive as Hecate now was connected in the past. But Mm. I do want to point out that we're saying the familiar's names. Um, I don't really share this, her Ava sigil that often, but I do give out her name because like some people, and I think it depends on the familiar. It depends on the practitioner. If you don't feel comfortable giving out a name, if they don't want you to give out their name or their sigil, then please don't. Um, Or you could even give them a code name. For Ava, she's like, well, nobody's just going to summon me just because they want me to. Like, first off, what's in it for me? Hmm. Um, Or some people have the idea that a familiar can be forced into doing something for somebody else if they have a name. Some people, it's just such a personal connection. They'll say they have a familiar, but they won't really go into like, much detail of names or look or appearance or anything because it's guarded and to each their own. And I I mean, you're talking about a mutual relationship. It has to be okay with the familiar too. I'm not going to be out here outing Ava if she didn't like the recognition and kind of the attention. And if to her, it's like, that's just helps feed me with energy and a foothold on this side. But that's what I was going to say is just because we're talking about it doesn't mean if you have one that you have to share their name. Again, right, that's right. something that you should 
discuss with your familiar and get a feeling for and understand that if you don't want to share that information or they don't want to be known about or they don't want to be talked about, that is valid too. Absolutely. Um, uh, it's it's all extremely personal and very individualistic and everything that it has to do with you is everything that you and your familiar are comfortable with. And you don't have to try to make your experience mirror ours at all. Right. It's, it's all it's all you. Um, but I did also want to mention, um, you probably noticed that I said Clairval instead of Clara. And Clairval was the first name that uh, Clara gave to me. And it was, again, like I said, I had no idea this was even a name. And it just sounded completely wild to me. Um, but then she also said, uh, I am also Clara. Uh, so I looked up the name Clairval, and it's a French name that is, like, very rare. And then I found out later that I'm, like, 50% French. So that's really weird. Um, but uh, the thing about the names with Clara is that she's actually androgynous. Um, there, she's, she's pretty much both sexes. And um, she may appear more feminine or more masculine uh, depending, I guess, on how I feel, because I, I'm bisexual, uh, but I'm, I'm, it's still a little unclear to me how that really works, but I did find out later that, um, Hermes and Aphrodite once got together and made Hermaphrodite, who is both sexes, and Clara being a, being a, a wind nymph, that is very closely related to Hermes because in in the in the mythology uh it's like Hermes in his free time would spend much of it with um with nature spirits forest nymphs um all all different kinds of nymphs and um i believe clara was is likely at least an adaptation or a descendant or some kind of spirit having to do directly with that but also having a close relationship to Aphrodite, thus the Hermaphrodite sort of connection is there. Which I think, I mean, that's where, you know, um, the term God, and that, of course that doesn't mean somebody that's like gender fluid, that doesn't mean somebody who's non-binary. Um, right. That is on a literal sense of like, you know, there are people who are born with mm. both pairs of sexual uh, sexual <laughs> of um reproductive, reproductive organs, organs yes <laughs> um in one form or the other and that's kind of where that name came from but i think that the greeks or i think it, at least in that lore and that kind of idea and the, the mythology maybe kind of pointed to the the idea of like maybe a gender fluidity that there you know there was that kind of androgynous like it doesn't mm. matter um, there could be both masculine and feminine, feminine and any combination of those in between that appears and kind of comes to that. And I thought that was so interesting because what you'll hear is that these, um, they're, they're known as, you know, spirit familiars, demon spirits, um, fairy lovers, mm. demon lover there. And it's this idea that there's a soulmate connection or like the other half of you. Some of it says it's tied to your your soul. And so um, it's they're bonded to you in a way. And so they typically appear to be 
what you're attracted to, especially mm-hmm. the gender that you're attracted to. Sometimes you're attracted, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's not, doesn't even factor in, mm-hmm. but there are, are, are times where, and like I said, I have Ava who kind of appeared, but you have to think like these maybe is a form they maybe chose to take, or this is a form that um, they enjoy because there is that like deeper kind of level. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's strange to me because um, that, and we just kind of tie that to that the being bisexual and that maybe mm. that has something to do with it. But then the, you have the other idea that it's connected to Hermes and stuff and how even Hermes was described as androgynous. And, mm. you know, so it's it's one of those things that I thought was odd where it's like that kind of attraction viewpoint that people talk about with the um, familiar spirits um, being there. So like, you know, if you're, you're gay you're gonna see per se it might your familiar spirit might come to you as that maybe it's just you know i mean i have people whose familiar spirits take the shape form of a dragon or a wolf mm-hmm. like so there there's instances where that's not the case like again this is all very different and personal it depends on the spirit where they're coming from but you know there's this attraction to ava and it's it's funny to me is because usually there's that like you can say that there's this sexual component, there's this romantic component, and that does really help in spell work, especially when you're working with a spirit um, that goes along those lines. Um, and we can get in more depth of that later, but, I mean, you start talking about sex magic involved with your familiar, and mm-hmm. it's not what it sounds like. You're not having sex with your familiar, just saying. <laughs> but, like, there's that energy and this buildup that, like, I think that they use or they feed off of. It helps strengthen the connection when you get into those deeper like ideas of magic and a soulmate, I'm using quota- air quotations. Um, Podcast, right? So, <laughs> um, but like that's the thing with Ava. Like I, um, you know, I've and it's not been for the longest time. I just I use the the label straight because I was like, well, I'm mostly attracted to. I'm passing. You know, it is what it is. I guess that's the label for me, and it never fit. And it wasn't until this year that I was like, you know, I had a separation and all that. And, you know, I'm like, this is something that I felt like I needed to address with myself was like, you know, I'm not gay, but I also have never felt right identifying as straight. Why am I holding this label? It's only because I feel like that's what I should be. It doesn't Mm -hmm. feel right to me. Um, Queer felt better because it felt like I don't really, I don't really care. Like, I mean... You know, but, you know, Ava is somebody that has appeared, and especially when I was younger, I mean, like, has always been that attraction. So I think that's something to look out for. Again, it's a personal thing. If you Google and you look at some of the sites and some of the information there, there's a lot of information that um, points to that uh, throughout the the shit. Like the, uh, <laughs> so I don't think it's as easy because some say it's the opposite sex. It's not as easy as that, but I do think there's this connection to like that, um, what you're attracted to, right? And they're attracted to you. But I will say I've channeled Ava a hundred times. She is definitely not attracted to the male <laughs> species, as it were. <laughs> She's definitely, if a demon could be a lesbian, I guess that's what you would, call, because that's 
But so there's just it's all personal. It's all different. It doesn't mean that your demon is is gay. It doesn't mean that your demon mm. is even going to care about the the sexual attraction part of it. Um, so we did a quick pause because there was like some background yard or landscaping being done. It might still be in the background, but sorry about that. But we do have to continue. So that was basically your story. We won't get into. Because this has gone over, we won't get into how to work with them. We'll record another one right after this, and then we'll I'll post that in a couple weeks so that there's going to be, like, another part. So part two and part three, hmm. back to back. Um, so my story was a little bit different. I um, probably at that age, um, so I was probably about 16, 17 um, when... I started hearing like what you described that response to internal monologue to thoughts would get a response back and I'm like oh shit um, what the fuck is this and the only thing I really knew at the time was Christianity I mean I had researched uh, witchcraft always had I guess a fascination with it of course you're like oh I can't I can't think about this can't read about it I can't talk about it because that's how the devil gets in but I was already kind of moving away at that point, like kind of looking at Christianity in my experience as nothing that ever did anything for me. Um, so I'm hearing this voice kind of thing and I think, oh God, am I like fucking possessed or some shit? Um, and I don't even know what that that was. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm like, what the fuck? And... I'm like trying to to ignore it. I'm trying to think I'm like crazy. Um, I'm like, there, there's no way I'm hearing this thing. I would have dreams and I would see this figure. And the only thing I could think of looking back was like at the time, you know, I, I did not have a good home life in, I was kind of like, I felt ostracized kind of by myself. Um, the other brothers that are older, like, you know, I kind of didn't, I lost that connection with them. I didn't really have one. And it's your family, but my step family, like, did not have a good relationship with them. Hmm. So I kind of felt alone. And I remember I would go out into the woods and what I would call meditation now, then I just thought, you know, I'm just being one with nature. Even then, I didn't even think of it like that. Just so, getting, getting away. Right. And it was kind of like, I was in this place where I was maybe asking for something to help, even though I didn't, I wasn't conscious of it. So in, in comes this like voice and these figure, you know, and I'm like, God, I'm fucking possessed by a demon or some shit. And it would be like, you know, it would be like, I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it was a female voice. So then I go from these, um, these thoughts and these feelings of like, you know, because I didn't know then. I'm like, why do I have this female voice in my head? And, you know, do I have um, DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder? Because I was looking up stuff, you know, and like trying to figure out. And I'm like, no, it doesn't make sense. And so early college years, um, you know, it's still there. And if And if I was making it up, why would it still be there when I didn't want it? Like it was kind of driving me a little bit crazy and I would have these times where I didn't know I would go out and do stuff with friends 
they would show me pictures of like I don't remember doing that. I felt like this thing was taking over and I didn't have like memories of it. And so I'm thinking, well, this is mental illness, of course. Um, you know, and I've always battled depression and anxiety and stuff. So I thought, well, okay. So that's <clears throat> that's where I started was like, what is this in terms of something mental? Um, I even talked to a doctor about it and they're like, you just don't really seem to fit. I'm not sure. Like you don't really fit the profile of somebody that might have alternate personalities and, and uh, DID and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was on message boards, like forums and stuff, like trying to just make sense of this, talking to other people. And while it's like a good, I guess, community of people is what you would call it. And people that, you know, unfortunately, you know, can function with this, um, you know, with DID and other people who can't. And it's just like going back and forth. And I'm like, I just don't feel like I fit with this. You know, I made friends that um, had DID and stuff and made friends with their their alters, as you would call them. And even at the time, Ava made friends with them. But, and, you know, that's kind of what, what started that. I got a little bit ahead of myself. What started that was I was working on that book and I may have mentioned it before about like how to be like, telepathic how to like see spirits it was just this book I found with like kind of like instructions on how to scry and do stuff and I had never heard about this like scrying and stuff so I tried one of the little techniques and at the time I didn't think it was related at all and it was like you would draw a black circle on a white piece of paper and you would stare at it and you were trying to shut your conscious off and build a bridge to your subconscious so that Maybe these subliminal, not subliminal, subconscious messages would come through or you could scry the future or you could, you know, all this stuff. And I've always been a little bit like, um, what do they call it? Like where you can kind of predict. Clairvoyant? It's like <clears throat> you. I get these insights or like these. Um, it's like intuitions and. um Almost like, these, like you're seeing hints of the future. Right. And, and then they not, make sense looking back. Yeah, like they're not they don't play out like a, a movie, like a premonition, but kind of mm. like something like that. Um I know what you mean. Right. So I mean I'm I'm like playing around with this stuff and um I do that and it's like it's like this fucking door was opened all the way now and I could communicate with her in a way that I couldn't before. Um and a friend at the time who was talking to me about it was like, well, have you tried asking its name? And I was like, no, I, uh, <laughs> no. And so I did and I got the, the name Ava. It's a very popular name now, but back in the early 2000s, I didn't know anybody by that name. Um, I just didn't. It wasn't a name that was on my radar but it felt familiar to me, no pun intended. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck. So I look it up and for some reason, which now if you looked it up, I can't fucking find anything about it. But when you looked up the meaning of Ava, it meant voice. And I was like, no, like this is fucking crazy. And I was agnostic at the time. And I'm like, you know, this is maybe just a, a, a personality of mine, a facet. There's something, wires were crossed in my brain or whatever. And you know fast forward in time i've learned to live with ava i let her like i channel her she comes out and takes over um 
it's like she was learning how to be human in a way. And she, I always thought it was a, a joke that she was like, oh, I'm a demon and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. This is just some made up bullshit in my head, right? And it's hard to describe like the feeling when you don't have control over, like I mentioned in the um, last episode of Cursed, which is on Hex Files, which go to Hex Files to listen to that last Cursed episode if you missed it. And was wondering where that was. That it's over there, but I mentioned out-of-body experiences, and that's what it was like when Ava would take over or channel, and it felt like being a passenger. Someone would take – you'd be in the back seat. She would take over the, the wheel, and for better or worse, sometimes worse, she would take control, and, like, she would be out and around certain friends that it was almost like she didn't know at the time but was, like, kind of feeding off of them. And she had always been vampiric to me. I saw her, I'm like, she, she's got fangs, she looks like fucking um, the undead, you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Uh, what was that? Um, Underworld uh, protagonist? Yeah, um, yeah, Underworld um, with, uh, it's like Kate Beckinsale. Um, but the, what's funny is she does resemble that, especially in the beginning, but when I saw her at first and was interacting with her, that movie had not come out. Hmm. And I remember seeing like an, an, a commercial for, and being like, what, whoa, whoa, that's very similar. Like the dark hair, pale skin, like eyes that are like more cl- like crystal slash like a very icy blue. Hmm. Um, Piercing. Yes. <laughs> and um, sometimes it would be like this kind of a yellow, like a, like a bright yellow. Um, and so I'm like, okay. And I did think that was weird because I'm like, well, I'm just making this up. And I was like, but I've seen this in dreams and visions before I even knew this this movie was even a thing. And I'm oh, yeah. like, okay. And so, but along those lines, to get a picture and an idea of what she looks like. Um, not the same, but similar, you know. And so, <clears throat> sorry. And so... I've built this bridge somehow in this connection. I get this name. Um, I'm going about my life and hers and fast forward to the story of when I met like Hecate was trying to get rid of a ghost. And she'd always, Ava had always been like, I want you to go towards, I want to be, not me. She was like, I want to do witchcraft. I want to explore it more. And I'm like, no, I just don't know. Like, I, I mean, back in the day, I believed it, but I don't know if I really believe all that now. And kind of pushing towards it the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. well, she wouldn't say I'm a witch, but it's like, well, I can do this. You could do it too. So I'm like, okay. When <clears throat> I'm trying to get rid of this ghost in the house that's bothering the dogs, I'm like, okay, I don't really know what to do with this. And I Google and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I've said it before on other podcast episodes, but Hecate's name pops up for some reason. I start, you know, and I'm just looking at, like, how to cleanse a house. And at this point, I'm like, like, Ava's all for this, right? And she doesn't she doesn't say she knows anything about Hecate. She doesn't tell me. But I've always got the feeling that she knew more. And here I thought it was, like, my subconscious that knew more that wasn't telling me. And I'm like, okay, Ava knows more than she's telling me, but there's a reason she's not telling me. 
So after that, she gets quiet. And I'm like, like, I can't, I can kind of feel her, hear her, but not like before. And I'm like, she's, oh shit, she's gone. Did this have, like, was Hecate, was this a part of Hecate that was like, a, a guide you know mm-hmm. and has gone back i don't need it now and i'm like that's kind of bullshit because like it's like losing a loved one a partner um you know somebody like very close to you a family member and you're like i i just can't contact him anymore so i go about witchcraft and you know exploring that learning that and it was probably she would be here and there like I like faint, just faint um, experiences, like hearing her voice when I'm falling asleep, like outside of my ear whisper. And I'm like, oh shit. Or having a dream. And I'm like, I just, she doesn't channel me like she used to. I don't understand. And I can't get hold of her. You know what I mean? Like I'm reaching Mm -hmm. out and I can't. And so like for this goes on for like a year or two. And this is something that's been with me since I was 15. And I'm like, you know 20 like 10 years at that point i'm like where is she so i continue onward um with witchcraft and at some point i'm talking to somebody uh and we're talking about witchcraft and all this and it's like well you know hecate can sometimes send emissaries blah blah blah. and i'm you know at that point i'm like okay i don't think that's right um i just you know i'm not sure and at some point, I come across the idea of a spirit familiar. And I'm like, is... And it just, it kept n- nagging at me. And I'm like, no, there, why would I have a spirit familiar before I even became a witch? That doesn't make sense to me. But I was desperate at the time because, you know, I'm used to having this uh, being, <laughs> this spirit, this demon talk to me and I don't have it anymore. And I was like, okay, this is great. This is fucking ironic as shit. I didn't want it. For like the first 10 years, I was like, I kind of wish this would go away. Maybe not the whole 10 years, but the first little bit while it was like, it was not fun. Like it was confusing. It was scary. It, you know, it was not, I felt possessed. Mm. And I guess in a sense, I kind of was. And then I decided, well, I'm going to reach out to her in this idea of a spirit familiar. And I didn't really expect much, but I thought, fuck, maybe. And I started like. It was weird. I started getting like hits and it was like that feeling again of like more energy, but it, I would, I started seeing and hearing her again, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't like inside my head anymore. It was external and it felt like reaching out and trying to communicate with something. It's almost like, to me, it feels like, let's say you had a roommate and you lived with them and, um, or a loved one or a partner or whatever, you lived with them, and then they moved out. Or they were kicked out, you don't know why, you don't know how, they were removed, and then you had to search for them. And you find them, but they don't necessarily, they're not inside that place anymore, you have to call them and, you know, it's like, build this relationship again. Mm. And she felt different, she felt more whole, and I couldn't just know her thoughts anymore the same she couldn't know mine. It was like having to talk with this external thing. And it was familiar though. So it wasn't like, okay, I don't feel like there's a spirit getting one over on me, acting like her or pretending. Like, I mean, it was familiar. There was things that had always been there. So she came back 
in that sense. And, you know, I'm working with her differently then. And I'm like, well, do you have a sigil? And like almost automatic writing style, she draws this thing. And I'm like, oh, shit, like the sigil. And I don't really share the sigil, but to to put it one way, it, it it's got it contains like the letters of her name, but it also looks like like fangs. And what's crazy is I did not sketch things till I thought it looked cool. It just came out of me. And I was like, well, maybe I can channel her again. Maybe, you know, this is something. So I tried all the things like sending her, which we can get into on like trying to send a familiar. I made a little altar place for her. I would leave her offerings and it would just get stronger and stronger. And I treated her like a spirit now, not a personality shard, not a thing that was in my brain, but as something separate. And that's what made that bridge. And the relationship's even stronger now. She doesn't channel me 24-7 like before, but there are a lot of channeling. It takes a lot more energy this way. And the best thing that we've come to decide, again, I still feel like she knows more, was that was like, why did you go? What happened? And it was kind of like the best resolution I've come up with this from her, from me, from visions, from meditations I've seen with her, I've tried with Hecate, is that she was not by her choice, but she was removed from me. She was only, I was only like a vessel for her. She was given to me as this familiar, is what I gathered. She was not her complete entire form with inside me, but she was a fraction of herself. However, she could communicate with me. She had her own likes, dislikes, but she became became more and more um, complex, it seems like. And when I found Hecate and connected with her, she was removed from me. As in the bet, like again, the best I can come up with and what it feels and what she's kind of alluded to is if I had been around you would have not had the experience that you needed to have with your own self-power. Like, not that I used her as a crutch, but I would have looked to her for help in witchcraft and the path and communicating with Hecate. And it's almost like Hecate needed me to see that I can do that myself and that I don't need a bridge. It doesn't hurt, but it was like, this is going to... Um, stunt your growth as a witch if you have this familiar. But it's not only that, but she was removed so that she could be almost like prepared or have information downloaded or like learn how to come and work with me as a separate entity now. Mm. Because it's almost like she kind of knows what was before, but doesn't really. I mean, I, I found out for sure that she was not a human before. Um, she's very Underworld-esque, not like the movie, but like Underworld, <laughs> Chthonic. Um, I joke that she's a triple Scorpio because if that like relates to her energy to kind of give you a feel of like who she is. She's mm. got a heavy presence. Um, we'll talk about that more in the next episode, like what they feel like, what they look like. Mm. I mean, you kind of yeah. described, um, but... Uh, I could go into more detail. 
Right. <clears throat> and I think that helps for the people that have never experienced one or might question they have one around them to give them like what we perceive. Mm. But um, that was the journey up until this point was working with her as a separate entity and trying to build a bridge with her as a witch and a familiar as one soul to another being or spirit um, that have done this before in some sense in past lives. And I've had past life regressions with her that I don't know how much information I get, but she kind of either blocks or shows me something else. And I don't know if I talked about it, but <clears throat> maybe I can get to it in the next one more when we talk about meditations and stuff. Um, and again, if I've said this stuff before, it's because I don't remember. I've never gone full in on talking about her. Um, this is her time of year. So she may channel more that, you know, it's like talking, but she will, she'll channel, she'll talk. She'll, she knows how to text. Um, she's using my body as this kind of like, you know, vessel for her here. But then it also feels like she can, and I, I'll get into that in the next one. But that's basically how I came to know her and how our relationship went from there's a demon in my head and I'm going crazy to this is an actual working relationship and a partnership that, you know, is like a witch and a familiar spirit. And I've had people tell me, oh, well, it's a fetch. Like, I don't buy that. I don't. Why did I create this fetch? I didn't try to. Mm. I sure as fuck didn't try to when I was 15. Um, and a fetch is something that you can, a witch can create and send to do their bidding, basically, or help with spells and stuff. But it's a lot like, uh, what what's that, the, the topor or top, uh, the topols? Um, the, uh, shit, now I can't think of it. Um, the tulpas. Tol tulpa. Yeah, yeah it's like a thought right. form yeah. that has enough energy to give it life. But the idea of fetches are you don't want them running around. Mm -hmm. uh, like you don't want them to have a their a life of their own because they are connected to you and somebody can that's a whole different story but I think that may be a good place to end this episode because it is like going on an hour and 20 minutes um, those were kind of like a background of yours Absolutely. how you kind of came to yours and the next one we'll talk about Ava and Clara more individually and kind of like how we work with them how we see them day to day and the similarities that we've kind of gathered and maybe in similarities to other familiars that we might know. Um, so this wasn't supposed to be another, there was supposed to be a one and a two for now, but now there'll be a one, two and a three. So um, it's literally the most, the familiars episode is literally the most downloaded, not overall, but the most downloaded in the shortest amount of time. I mean, it's got more downloads than some of the original episodes or it's tied with them. And those have been out for a year. And it's like, there's definitely an interest in this. So I don't think anybody's going to complain that there's an extra, there's even more information on this. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a deep subject. I mean, I feel like it was, it's only natural for it to have to be, end up being three parts. And that was the original idea. But <clears throat> when everything happened and I kind of made it guest driven, I was like, Actually, part two could be just having you on with me mm. and discussing to kind of give a view. And then you're somebody who's not been practicing as long as me. And not that that matters because I've learned a lot from you and your experiences, but how your relationships might be different with your familiars out there for who's listening, who might have just started one, who might 
listen to this and connect with one. Or for those who have been listening and maybe we have an experience that that's what I'm all about is there's something I might have done that would help somebody else. And I want to hear other people's stories because there's always more ways to learn and connect with these things. Um, you never stop learning. Exactly. So with that being said, um, we're going to stop this this episode. We're going to start recording the next one. And you'll have to wait a week or two weeks to hear that one. But again, it'll be out. Um, it just makes it easier on everybody if it's not two hours, especially me. And it's broken up. But um, yeah, so hang around. And next time we're going to see, you'll hear about our day-to-day with them and like kind of what they feel like, what they do, what they, you know what I mean? So that was introductions of personal familiars. <laughs> um, so any questions, um, find Cursed on social media. You can rate and review Cursed on anywhere you listen. That would be awesome. Um, check out Hex Files. That's my other podcast. Um, just got back. We're going to do an episode on the Dismal Swamp. We just got back from there. Had some crazy spirit box sessions, some synchronicities. We might have found a Bigfoot print. I'm just saying. You can go look at Hex Files Instagram. Mm. I've been sending it to people. Um, we stopped by a researcher. You'll hear about all of our synchronicities in our story. Uh, and we're kind of like, is this like hell your light? Like, <laughs> it kind of lines up. We've been talking to people like Brett Manning with synchronicities and just weird different stuff. She's one of our patrons and her art's amazing. So you can check her out. We're plugging her. But... Um, yeah, you don't want to miss the stuff that happened in the Great Dismal Swamp with our spirit boxes and our Bigfoot. You'd be surprised how much can can come from, you know, a, a foot-shaped print in the mud. Right. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, well, it looks like a, a footprint, but it's it's also cold and in a swamp in a national park with only one print around. So we'll, we'll get into that. But um, the episode I did with my friend Alex on aliens and, like abductions, astral travel, shit like this. That's on Hex Files. So there's a reason you should go listen to Hex Files. Um, and then, as you saw, the Hex Files episode was on Cursed. Did a little crossover. So don't think that Hex Files is back on Cursed, because it's not. But, you know, it's the same. We know them. <laughs> we know them from church. <laughs> but um, that being said, follow Cursed. Send us your stories. Send me your stories through email, comment, Whatever, because I want to hear if you have a working relationship with a familiar spirit. Um, I'll have to talk to Cindy again. I did not get a chance to to get into familiars with her that deep on when I had her on because there's so much going on and to talk about. But um, yeah, I the familiars seems like a good series to have ongoing um, because it's one of the biggest parts of my life and has been for a while. So of course I'm gonna have a bunch to say about familiars. Of course. So until next time, thank you for listening. You can check out bonus episodes on our Patreon. Uh, I know those are a little bit behind, but that's because we had a trip. I do have those. I just have to get them edited and uploaded, but there'll be one with more missing people cases. Um, Alex sticks around to talk about his abduction experience, whether or not it was physical, astral, just a dream. It's weird. It's definitely weird. So um, and I will upload that picture on there that he drew of the beans that he saw. Um, so check out the Patreon and tune in next episode for part three. So Yay. thanks for, th- yeah, thanks to Clayton for being on. 
he'll be on the next one too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, you guys. Goodbye.